Today I'm talking to Emma Jane Rushworth. We're very excited that Emma is in the process of making a giant dragonfly for Borough Nature Sanctuary as part of our new interpretive trail. Emma has been making wire sculptures for public and private commissions since 2015. Her love for wildlife and the great outdoors shines through in her work. She works continuously on commissioned pieces in her workshop in Greystones County, Wicklow, Ireland. She has worked on a number of projects this year, including a very special memorial tree for the Laura Lynn Children's Hospice. Contact Emma to commission your unique and special gift to celebrate a family milestone or to cheer up the garden on a winter day. These pieces will last a lifetime. Her commercial work includes a blackbird in hands for the new St. Kevin Port Hotel in Dublin and a wildlife scene on a roundabout in Cove Cork. Emma loves this quote from Fantastic Mr. Fox. We're all different, but there's something kind of fantastic about that, isn't there? Hi, Emma. It's lovely to see you again. Uh, the last time I saw Emma, I was looking through that um, interesting studio that you can see in the background. So how are you doing today? Very good. We're working away on your dragonfly, in fact. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Can you tell us about the dragonfly? Right. Well, it's interesting. This is actually the second time that I've done a dragonfly, but I really am approaching it, um, you know, in a, a different way to I would do approaching my foxes and my pheasants and my deers and all the sort of animals that are are more flesh made. So I'm really approaching it like mm. more like an you know more mechanical because they are they are definitely more more they have body parts they're more like shells and insects. You know it it's fascinating actually to do an insect. Well, plus this dragonfly is like two and a half meters by two and a half meters, so it's 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 not small. It's it's not a tiny little thing. So I, I'm looking at small. I'm looking at photographs and taking them apart and making. You know, like th these are these are you know the starts of body parts. Um, yes, so it's quite it's sort of articulated, isn't it? A dragonfly, it's sort of pieces. Yeah, it's like a helicopter. <laughs> it is yeah. absolutely. So yeah. I think that's why it's going to be such a. Or I mean, the real word is awe-inspiring. That's overused, obviously. But I mean, we see dragonflies and we say, oh, they're very, very pretty. But when somebody's going to see your sculpture, which is two meters over two meters long. That will be awe-inspiring because you see how it's articulated like you know a piece I of... think yeah I think also the fact that you know you know you, you're you're dissecting nature and making it big to our understanding so you know it's 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 wonderful to sort of um where I say for example when I'm making my foxes and my hares and my deers they're all life-size this is not this is a thousand times life-size so um it's it's a different approach I was thinking about the beetle car yesterday actually um you know and it's funny because they really did design the beetle car from a beetle yeah. I know, didn't know that like, yeah. yeah yeah so from you know you look back at the old beetle you know when they initially designed it and that's what I say you know the shapes need to be quite they really need to be very um uh you know with foxes hair you, know, you could be a bit more organic with these they do have to match on either side you know they have to be reasonably symmetrical even though you know most nature is very symmetrical and quite you know perfect um but i just have to push myself that bit harder to sort of get it to sort of be 
mechanic more more mechanical than than organic organic in a way but yeah I'm I'm enjoying it (laughs) good because I mean uh, the idea really is if you play with scale you can get people to think suddenly differently about nature and get an idea of the wonder of nature because a dragonfly obviously is very small and realize exactly you know what we have at the moment and what actually we're losing very quickly so um yeah, so tell us about the actual making of it and the materials and what's going on at the moment. I can see some wings in the background there. Yeah, yes, can you see some wings in the background? So um, can you see the sun's shining a little bit today? So you can sort of see. Yes. So in fact, they are even looking when you see there, you know, they're, you know, they're look, you know, they look like they're very transparent. But in fact, they're quite heavy, they're not on unheavy. So these are made out of stainless steel. Yeah, so for the people, the people that are listening to the podcast, we're doing an accompanying YouTube video. So you have to search up Borough Nature Sanctuary on YouTube and we'll we'll have an accompanying video, which is really exciting. Yeah, so you can actually see. But yeah, so so a very fine wire. So I've um, created like the wings, for example, are like about uh, nearly one meter, 72 meters. There's four of them. That's what's taking me the time because dragonflies have four quite similar sized wings. Um, and I'm, wi- I'm uh, um, winding wire uh, sort of very, very finely onto the framework that I've built. Um, and um, then the body then is the same, creating a sort of a, an armature, which I then o- overlay with stainless steel wire, apart from the eyes, which I'm going to do in bronze wire. And I'm going to patina them in um with copper sulfate to make them green, which is the only sort of colours that I can get because um, a patina is a metal's natural way to protect itself um, and, and, and it stays on the metal. So anything else wouldn't, so it's organic. It's, 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 an, it's, it's a way of organically coating itself to protect itself from the elements yeah so it's um, an organic it's a natural organic process that's it's only, process, it's only going yeah. to flourish and you see we obviously had to consider these sculptures are going to be outside and we want longevity um to be there and this this material is only going to flourish outside yeah i mean i i when i went when i decided to go into um garden sculpture you know I'd seen my mom for years struggling with ceramics and um, other things even wood um, outside and you know our elements uh, are particularly an island rain sunshine in one day you know it's it's quite hard on um, on on material so it's so hard I mean think I've I've just been thinking lately of all the people that put in wooden decks and yeah you know, broken their shoulders basically because island does not suit no. um, timber really outside. It will um, dissolve Rot. quite yes, quickly. Rot quickly. Yeah. yeah. So the, the three yeah. sculptures we've got: copper, um, the steel, and bronze, and then a stone. Yeah, stone of course would one. be another very good one. Yeah, stone yeah. is ideal. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you started in sculpture, and and a bit about the pieces you've already made, which are so wonderful. Yeah. Oh, it's a it's a it's a funny journey, but it's quite quick. I mean, I always I I always um, loved art. When I was at college, I did all arts. I got very good grades. I I I said to myself, right, I want to I want to make some money. So I decided to do fashion marketing. So I went to did a four year degree in fashion marketing. Went over to Paris, 
on my first job, five years in Paris in fashion, um, then over to Hong Kong and then uh, eventually to Ireland. And uh, it was really um, coming to Ireland was a reason because I had a Parisian dog who I loved so much and I couldn't live in this, couldn't live, I needed to live in the country. And it really basically draws me back to um, nature and that I needed nature in my life. I, I had to be you know, I had to see my little puppy running around on grass. And of course, in central Paris, there's no grass. So <laughs> I uh, came to Ireland. Uh, well, so can you tell us, in case the listeners are just hanging on that, what was the dog and what was his name or her name? He was he was called Harry and he was a Griffin Bassett Von Dean, um, which wow. is a little, a gorgeous little uh, French dog with... Um, like a like a cairn terrier but pretty and a little bit more shaggy um, and longer bodied they have these sort of long bodies and he was just such a character so um he lived here in Greystones with me for um, a good 10 years I'd say yeah yeah Yeah. so I actually we didn't say at the beginning um because I normally place it for people we're in Galway on the west of Ireland and you are in beautiful county Wicklow yes yes so that's the east so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the Garden of Ireland, is that what you call it? And it is a Garden of Ireland. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. So you've got Glendalock, you've got Roundwood, you've got, you know, a lot of beautiful beaches along the along the coast. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get back to the story. You came back to Ireland. You mentioned your mother was a sculptor. She she well, after I was working, I was working for Michael H, um, making fashion clothes for a good 13, 14 years here in Ireland, uh, but it just didn't make it through the um, through the recession. Um, so my mother actually turned to me and said, there's a chap over here in the UK and he's doing these uh, sculptures of wildlife. She, and she said, when you were 16, you made me a dinosaur out of chicken wire in the garden. She was a teacher. Uh, and she said it was perfect. You didn't even have to look at a picture. And I did. I just got out of it. My mum said, oh, I need I need a for the float for the school parade. I need a dinosaur. So I made her a, a diplodocus or something like that. And I don't think I even looked at it. And she said, you can do this, Emma. So I did. <laughs> and I wanted a... to stay at home. Yeah, I wanted to say because I had a little boy. I just had a little boy. And then I had another little boy. So I really had to find a way that I could work at work at home and, and look after them rather than when I was working in the fashion jobs I was still having to travel an awful lot with a young child and it was hard to leave him to leave him out behind yes very hard so you've got a lovely yeah. studio at the back of your house now which um, yes. is a great space and full of light and yeah yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a great a great workshop yeah so I've been working away on my sculptures now for the last 10 years um, um, what was so the first one you did after the dinosaur Okay, so I started, I started, yeah, just with a pair of wires and snips. So yeah, very quickly got into it. I think what I can't remember. That's an interesting question. Probably a chicken, a, a load of chickens, because that was the sort of the thing. But then I realized I was targeting a, a flock of mo- chickens. Excuse me. A flock me. of chickens. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> a flock of chickens. Yeah. Chickens. Yeah. And then I quickly got into hairs. A lady came over to me and she commissioned me for a hair. And now still still this to this day, a sitting hair is still my most popular sculpture. Yeah, they are they are very beautiful. And you can I see think, them all on your website. Um, you might as well yeah. just tell them the the link now. 
So that would be my name, yes. So yeah. Emma Jane Rushworth, yeah. So yeah, but perfect. you Google garden sculptures, and I come up quite quickly, which is uh, good. Very, so very good. You know, if you're looking for something in the garden, it, you know that lasts for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. So that we had the hares, and when I was in your studio, I saw that beautiful fox and the pheasant. And what other animals yeah. have you done? Um, a deer. Um, Oh, goodness. Lots, lots of animals. I mean, currently yeah. I'm about to launch into three little animals uh, for Laura Lynn. They they have a, a tree. Yes. A would you tell, tree. Tell, tell everyone about that? Because that really is. I'd say I'd say that's my project at the moment. This, this year, I've done lots of quite quite a few public projects. But at the moment, this is the one that's sort of getting a quite a lot of longevity because they initially came to me wanting to create this memorial tree, but it, it was obviously it's such a it's such a sensitive, difficult um, thing to approach that it had to be approached so well. And so they're a little nervous whether it would work. But the wonderful thing is that it really has worked. And can and you really... tell, I suppose our listeners may not know um, what Laura Lynn is if they're not from Ireland. So Laura Lynn is a hospice um, for children who have uh, life you know that they they go there to die um yeah. um and it's a wonderful bright place it's um full of lots of lovely little rooms that look onto gardens um because it's so hard for the parents you know that they need constant help so the nurses and everything are there 24/7 they live there on the on the site um and my my memorial tree is at the end of the path of a lot of little pods that look out onto this garden and um when the child dies that they create a leaf with their name on it and it goes on the tree and the parent puts it on a tree in the ceremony and then the leaf comes off and I make it into a sunflower that's getting planted in the garden. But because of that, because that's worked, sorry, it's a sculpture, a sculpture of a sunflower with with the with the leaves on. And then they actually also now that the parents have asked to have a leaf to take home as well. So they're giving two leaves. And now I've been asked to do a little animal per year, because rather than saying the children that passed away in 2021, 22, 23, they don't want it to be like that. They want it to be more personal and more identifiable. So they've asked me to do a sculpture for each year. So I'm I'm starting off on the first three years. I'm doing like a robin, a squirrel and a, a bee actually inspired by doing this insect. Because I thought, oh, I think there's a there's a lot of ways to look at our insects. And, and 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 you know blow them up big and and you know proper yeah, proper size big that's sculptures. that's really wonderful and unfortunately you had told when you told me the story originally I yeah it's 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 incredibly sad and also yes. the, the numbers the number of leaves is yes. rising yes but. that's very yes it's very sad and yes yes each year so yeah, yeah. It's, it's very sad but it's so beautiful to have a wonderful um piece well, to of have art. Laura Lynn, yeah that, that they they they're ready they know how to help the grieving process immediately you just go oh god yes but it, it it rather than hide the grieving process you need these processes to go through yes. and it seems that this nature nature is one of the things that really help people to identify back with with the world I think so yes yes so maybe we could link in with Laura Lynn and just send down tickets for the families or something if they want to come up to Galway because that's another wouldn't that be wonderful yeah I think you should maybe suggest that or Mm. remind me to do that because that that would be lovely yeah 
Um, so yes, yeah, so, uh, so that's wonderful you're doing that project. And our Dragonfly, uh, which obviously isn't in situ at the moment, we've had um, all these ideas. We, we've been wondering how, uh, brainstorming, I suppose, how to place the Dragonfly, because it's, it's going near the Turlock, which is a disappearing lake. It empties every day. And um, originally we were thinking, should it be in the Turlock? And then my husband was saying, we, you were saying, how deep is it? My husband was saying, oh, two and a half metres. And I said, well, I don't know if it's exactly two and a half metres. So I went and borrowed a kayak. Fantastic. And proved him entirely wrong because it was 4.3 yes, metres. <laughs> yes, which is very different. I mean, that's the size of a two story house, you yes, know? So, I know. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. totally unnecessary. Two and a half metres, two and a half metres. Anyway, mm. paddled out and dropped a little piece of um, stone on a string. And I, I patched that into the video as well. That was a lot of fun. Oh, my goodness. It was absolutely beautiful in a sort of misty morning. Oh, it and was. We, I saw the video. I really enjoyed the video because, I mean, it's just magical. But the wonderful thing is that the area that, you know, you've eventually chosen, um, I think people will be able to get closer to the sculpture. So I think it's probably more important. It's happened for the right reasons to actually yeah. not have it in the actually yeah. in the lake yeah. itself. Yeah. And we were wondering environmentally whether we should go and dump a concrete base into a turlet which hasn't been touched ever, basically, because yeah. you can't get into it. Um, so and how would that work and would it fall over and everything so um, it's now going to be just above the view of the Turlock and uh, Roy is moving so I have to give him credit for this now he's moving a bench which is quite a huge work it's set into the ground he's moving a bench above it so you'll be able to sit on the bench and then the dragonfly will be in your view and the Turlock will be in the back you'll be able to sit and enjoy it yeah yeah you'll be able yeah. to sit and enjoy it and take a picture next to it um, showing the scale of it and the wonder of that and the yeah. I was explaining to Emma, Emma before she saw the video, the turlock is black water because it comes through the bog, peat bogs of Derry Bryan. It's the water catchment area. So it's very dark. So if it reflected, I mean, when I was in the, the kayak, the trees just, you know, when you get a little break in the clouds, the trees reflect like glass yes. and because it's yeah. black. So I don't know if there will be a reflection from where we're putting it, but it's still I going think to be, will. Yeah. be it's going to be stunning because of the gold. The the silver you can't really see when there's a lot of busyness no. visually, visually behind you, but when there's going to be black and green yeah. behind it, it's going to be very, very visual. Yeah. So definitely, yeah. yeah. It's very yeah. exciting. And I've now found a friend who has a drone because he took some photos and we were talking about transporting it because you said you had some <laughs> lovely pictures of your deer when you transported the deer on your trailer it's quite funny because the deer go onto the trailer and you drive them around the country and they do look extraordinary like yeah, I mean, you, you know everybody's like what's that yeah because it, it's so obscure you know you know there's a and, and particularly I suppose with the deer he looks he's such a character he's, he, he's so lifelike they're like what she got on the back of her trailer yeah so, um, and then you yeah. stopped and when it was snowy and you put him out in the woods for some pictures which was um beautiful you have to upload those um that's, how, that's my website oh, oh put them up or, have you got yeah. instagram as well yes i find yeah. i you see i find i'm very naughty because <laughs> 
you know, re- websites sometimes take so much time. So Ugh. Instagram, I just find much easier. So okay. I just upload everything to Instagram. Yeah, okay, so um, we'll ha- have to find your, what's your Instagram handle? I'm not sure. I'm yeah, not sure. okay, well, I'll find it. And we'll put everything in the show notes. So what I would love is when the dragonfly is coming across Ireland from Wicklow to Galway, if we could get some drone footage of it coming yes. across the country yes, on definitely. the back of the trailer. Because yeah, you won't be able to cover it up. It'll have to just go in the trailer and you know with 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 um you know ropes around straps, ropes around yeah. it straps excuse me straps yeah yes. yeah and yes, then it's so. going, when it comes here it's going to be um fixed onto a pole some kind of a curved pole that's about two meters high yeah um, with, with the idea that people can't jump up and swing off its tail yes unless that's... it's a terribly small a terribly large man yeah so yeah. fingers crossed yes no no children will be above two meters yes <laughs> So it's all very exciting. And can you tell us about some of the other projects that you're working on? Or have you got anything else in line after? Um, um, so uh, just of, of sort of the, the major ones that I've done, I mean, the other very interesting one, um, say, I mean, I often do something for Bloom, uh, you know, the garden the garden show. Um, so last year I did a, a full-size dairy cow for the National Dairy Council of, of Ireland. I saw and, that. Yeah, yes, that was yes. very impactful. And it's very, yeah, it's very interesting. And I think, you see, it was done, it was done solely to sort of try to promote healthy eating for the cow to reduce the carbon footprint of the dairy industry in Ireland. Um, obviously, because if they eat terrible food, they fart so much that, you know, yeah. it's it's not good for um, the ozone no, if, and if, they're, if they're made out of steel, that's much better. They won't be farting. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so she was called Daisy. Um, uh, did she, did quite... she have an udder? I can't remember. Yes, she, she did. She had an udder. I actually did her udder with nipples and everything. <laughs> Wire nipples. And, uh-huh. and um she had beautiful big long eyelashes because I wanted her to be pretty you know oh, so uh, a bit more like a daisy cow so she she got to uh, pretend to eat lots of buttercups and numerous other fantastic foliage um but I did like I did like the idea that that helped people to identify with um nature again in in in, in and and how important it is yeah. that we you know, and was she, was right. she was she protected from people or did people maul her that's so, obviously yeah, they were close enough. They're about a meter away from her. Oh, so they but, couldn't you know, actually get to her. No, no, because yeah. they're sort of the show guards. Had a little yeah. uh, old, old gate on it. Um, another interesting one um, I've done, and it's still you can still see it today up in Dublin. Um, it's um, a, a big blackbird and hands, which represent Saint Kevin and the blackbird. So they're full size. They're enormous, like sort of. Um, two meter two meter sized hands and a, 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 a like a two meter maybe three meter blackbird in the atrium in um St Kevin's Port Hotel in Dublin off Camden Street I've and seen uh, a picture I, it is yeah. wonderful yeah it's uplifting I it like that again really is. Yeah. Yeah. yes yeah yeah that, that's a, a fun, fun project yeah so we hope we'll definitely share that one as well that's so nice and can people get up to that one are they within yes they, that's always seen so you yeah. know they would and you can just touch because... it no, it's too high. So it's up on an atrium. So it's ah. about it's up about three meters. It's a fabulous uh, renovation they did where, um, you know, it looks very, the hotel looks very small from the front. It's in an old uh, Georgian or what a uh, house. But normally you'd go back through the house and they've linked it onto another house. So it's a, a big modern atrium. It's worth going in for a, 
For, where uh, where is it exactly? It's Camden you... Street, Dublin. Camden Street, so okay. right in the centre yeah. of Dublin. It's yeah. a it's a it's the we- it's a Weatherspoons hotel. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. And there's you had um, a sad uh, little story about a tidy towns committee who lost a pheasant. Was it a pheasant? Oh, oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. Um, oh, we've had a couple of. I've got yes, yes. So. Um, yeah, so I put in a roundabout. No, it was a roundabout, and it had two herons, three. Um, what are those? What are those birds that uh, seabirds? What are they? Terns, terns. Um, I think ter- t- three terns and about a hundred bulrushes. And as anyway, so as soon as I put it in, a week later, somebody came and pinched one of the he- one of the herons. Um, so uh, a local lady wrote a wonderful, wonderful poem. I, I can't remember it. I say. You know, goodbye, Harry the Heron, or something like that. And they never, they found it two and a half years later. But by that time, a local man had uh, commissioned me to make another one, replace it. That is now there on the roundabout, so it's all okay. There are uh, yeah. all. So yeah, it, it wasn't malicious. It was more um, uh, over enthusiastic. A, a night, a night yes. out. Yes, I think <laughs> it, so. Yes, yes it ended yes. up the the heron flew off somewhere with a group needed of a friend, merry, merry people. <laughs> So, uh, look, Emma, it's really great to have you on the podcast. And um, so we're going to link in the bit of video, which is uh, a lot of fun now, uh, so we can watch the video on YouTube as well. And is there anything else you'd like to say to the audience and, you know, your contact details and links and anything like that? Um, Yes, of course. Please please take a look at my website. Um, I work work constantly up here in the workshop. I do private and public commissions. Um, most of my private commissions are usually wedding anniversaries. Um, so it's a wonderful way to celebrate a very important family milestone. Um, and often people get together to commission a piece, um, like groups of, of, of sisters and brothers or, 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 or children for parents. Um, very a very, often, very unique gift, yeah. Yeah, so very often, often it's boxing hairs would be my main wedding anniversary <laughs> gift, um, which uh, is quite funny because I think couples obviously think, oh, well, that's it, you know. <laughs> Whether we're fighting or we're loving, you know, it's something that <laughs> says says uh, says about relationship. So that's great. So tell us what stage you're at with the dragonfly and when do you think it so, might be flying over to Galway? Yes, well, so it, it'll come, it'll go, it'll go from sort of being all in bits to suddenly just magically, magically coming together. So I've got to work all on his body now. Paul has actually done his stand. Um, it's sort of what we call his centrifuge. So we've got the structure that we're going to then place all the all the shell, all the skeleton as such on. And then the wings are almost finished. And then he'll suddenly just appear, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'd say over the ne- he'll be over the next couple of weeks, he'll be um he'll be looking almost ready almost finished and Paul is is Paul your helper out Paul's my or? husband yes so oh, yeah, he he's does. your husband <laughs> he's my husband <laughs> shout yeah. out to Paul yeah shout out to Paul he's not there at the moment he's around the corner <laughs> he does all the all the welding for me so um I'm busy with just the the weaving so everything needs a good structure so he's quite good on the engineering side because I just think why can't this 50 this 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 20 20 20 kilo fairy or dragonfly or whatever fly two and a half meters high and you know it's not necessarily always that easy <laughs> no so when when you said it to originally to him originally um okay there's going to be a massive dragonfly so will you be able to sort that out what was his reaction 
Well, he said, he said, when I said to him, oh, Mary's told me that the, the turn looks four metres high, four metres deep. What? You <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> oh, God. You know. So it's lucky we got that out of the way anyway at the start. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. well, look, thanks so much. You can get back to your creativity now. Yeah, and back, to your, was... back, back to dragonfly wings. Yeah. Back to okay. dragonfly wings finish those today but yeah lovely to talk and thanks very yeah much for... and it was so, thank you so much for having me to the workshop i was teaching the apprentice jockeys about environmental awareness sustainability and they all passed um, oh brilliant yes yeah, so i got away for a couple of hours and it came across the mountains which was absolutely beautiful because i didn't want to i was in nice i didn't want to go into dublin traffic so i came across the wicklow mountains um which are where they're always burying the bodies in fair fishy and oh, yes they are that's true isn't it, isn't it? oh dear <laughs> but apart from that they're, they're absolutely beautiful and I thought well I won't meet any traffic here and it was completely deserted the mount mountains are beautiful and then in the middle of course it's a red light and they're doing road works <laughs> but apart from that no it was wonderful and then came oh, over I think the it's hills a one, yeah down the valley isn't it down the mostly... valley and what's that pointy mountain Sugarloaf, sugarloaf. Is it sugarloaf? yes yeah, sugarloaf. right yeah. past fascinating i think you said it's probably, it could be limestone but it's uh sort of something like uh, i don't know it's yeah it's, it almost looks like sugar on the top because because yes. uh, of the limestone but um i mean you can climb that in an evening on on a summer evening it's the most wonderful thing to just go up climb to the top and you're often slightly above the clouds which is lovely yeah, um and you know that's very ordinary yeah, yeah extraordinary rough, so that would be a lovely place if you're visiting Ireland or if you're visiting Wicklow to go all well you know Wicklow there. has been Wicklow has been voted the top destination in the yeah to visit un, by in the, the universe well no <laughs> by the no where was it in Europe I think it's Europe I'm not sure anyway it's it's very nice if you it's up it's Wicklow. up there it's up there it is it is yeah. it is go always go always close behind yes no. I'm sure it's close behind <laughs> So, look, thanks so much for talking to us, Emma, and I hope the listeners enjoy it. And I hope everybody goes on to the YouTube video and sees all of Emma's lovely work. And we'll put yes. up pictures on Instagram, things like that. Yes, I'll take on any challenges, even for two, two and a half, three meter dragonflies. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Any challenges, the better. And yeah, yes. the bigger, the better. So, poor yes. old Paul. <laughs> Poor old Paul, yes, exactly. <laughs> he's, he's arrived now. <laughs> oh, take him to wave. Can he come in and just wait, Paul? Come on, come on, come on, wave, wave. <laughs> no, please go. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to brush your hair. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Is he an alien? <laughs> no, he's back. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Thanks. Thanks so much. I'm the real star. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the welding. Thanks for the welding, Paulie. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much for your time, Emma, and we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, thank you. Thank Mary. you very Bye. much. Bye. 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 News at Borough Nature Sanctuary. Spring is around the corner. The birds are singing raucously in the mornings and everything is getting ready to sprout and unfurl. Our new interpretive art installations are in production and hopefully will be in situ by our opening date of April the 1st. The orchid is already complete and delivered and will be fitted outside in the next couple of weeks. 
Fairy Pig Walks are available to book on the website or Airbnb, and our little modern rustic farm apartment is also on Airbnb if you'd like to stay at Barren Nature Sanctuary. The meadow is ready to burst into bloom in May and free biodiversity introductions are available to book on the website. Tickets must be bought for admission, but talk is free, but must be pre-booked. Images of Emma's dragonfly will be appearing on Instagram. So please follow us.